On this episode of Yelling from the Couch, we preview NFL Week 1 and pick all the games from this week's schedule. My guest host in this episode is Gage Bertovich. He has his own podcast called Tales of the Game, where he covers stories from different sports around the world. His first episode was about former American football kicker Adam Vinatieri and the career he had. We got a good episode here where we talk about the NFL schedule for the week. So stick around. We'll be right back with Gage Bertovich on Yelling from the Couch. All right, at this time, I'd like to welcome on Gage Bertovich. Uh, He has his own podcast called Tales of the Game where he covers stories from different sports around the world. His first episode was about former football kicker Adam Vinatieri and the career he had. Gage, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So uh, this podcast here, we're going we're gonna to go a little over a little NFL Week 1 preview and review of last night's game and preview Sunday's games. So last night, the uh, Chiefs and the Lions faced off at Arrowhead Stadium with the Lions pulling off what would consider to be an upset on banner night for the Chiefs 21 to 20. Gage, what were your thoughts on the game last night? I mean, watching it from start to finish, it was very clear to see you know, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs without Travis Kelsey. They didn't really have any good connections with Mahomes and any of the receivers you had. Uh, the dropped catch from Tony that turned into the pick six to for Brian Branch to tie up the game. And just all around, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, two very solid key points, key parts for the Chiefs. And it turned out that maybe they do really make that team as good as it is. Patrick Mahomes is great and all, but I think that he was off on a couple of those throws to Tony, but – if it hits him in the hands, a wide receiver should come up with the ball. Oh, no, and, I agree. You had the one that was the pick six, like I said, and then the one that uh, probably 30, 35 yards to Tony that he was wide open and just yep. dropped it. Yep. And, you know, and K- Kelsey being out obviously was a big thing for them. You know, he's he's their big top, you know, receiver for Mahomes. But Chris Jones, man, that was a huge – absence for the Chiefs last night and he's willing to set out the first eight weeks but I would say they're probably going to get that deal done before that time if you know I would hope so I would hope they would see after last night that man we really got to get this done yeah absolutely because like I said and you know and Detroit didn't really run that great on him but still I mean he's a difference maker up the middle would have helped him out a lot yeah and they handed off to David Montgomery there, and it felt like he was going for four or five yards every time. Yeah, and with that last touchdown, he went right in, right up through the middle, right where Chris Jones would have been. So. Yep, helped my fantasy team out a lot. Oh, you have uh, David Montgomery on your fantasy team? Him and, sadly, Travis Kelsey, but at least Montgomery helped out a bit. Well, uh, you're from Pittsburgh, right? Correct. So, are you a Steelers fan? Yes, I am. All right. Well, 
I'm a Bengals fan, so uh, here we are. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, wow. Uh, so there was there was some kind of big news in the NFL right after kickoff started last night. Uh, my quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, signed a five-year, $275 million extension. Yeah, and it was like 211 guaranteed or something crazy like that. Yeah. So I, I, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that's huge. Uh, I didn't see it till the second quarter when I was just on my phone scrolling for a bit. And I was like, oh, no way. You know, I, I didn't think it was true. And then, you know, it kept coming through Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport and all them. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. The Bengals got their guy locked up. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. That You know it was coming, but just getting that, you know, actual news that it's here and – of all times to release it the first quarter of the Chiefs game when, you know, you're kind of in a little rivalry with the Chiefs with all the smack talk going on between them and the Bengals. You know, kind of <laughs> kind of a, you know, suspicious timing, we should say. <laughs> and I don't know, obviously, the cap situation or anything for the Bengals, but what does that mean then if they try to lock up Jamar Chase? Like, are they going to have the money? Do you think they'll be able to, or what's going on with that? I think they'll still be able to. Uh, T. Higgins is the big one coming up. Uh, Jamar Chase, they'll work on his uh, extension next year. But T. Higgins came in the same time Joe Burrow did. And not sure if they're going to be able to lock him up or not. Really hope so, because that is a huge piece of the offense. I think T. Higgins is so underrated in the league. You know, with Jamar Chase there, Jamar Chase is great, but T. Higgins is a T. Higgins is a number one on a lot of teams as well, oh, and he's yeah. a big second option. So, if they could lock them both down, you know, and Tyler Boyd would kind of be on the outside looking in at that point. But you know, you get yeah. them two locked in, it, you know, good stuff there. I think I saw a report earlier today. I forget if it was for T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. But something just like, you know, they're pretty far off on a deal right now. So hopefully that happens. Um, hopefully T. Higgins gets the money he deserves. And hopefully they don't kill the Steelers that bad. Yeah, see, I, I'm hoping they'll sign them both. But, you know, I'm kind of feeling, well, it's going to be probably one or the other because that, that's a huge deal for Burrow last night. But, you know, they knew he was going to get it, uh, you know, he – He's he's deserved it. He's already been to a Super Bowl. Hopefully, you know, go to another one here. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, it was just a matter of time and how much it was actually going to be. Yeah. So uh, look ahead to some games on Sunday. The one o'clock games, the Panthers and the Falcons will start it off as number one pick Bryce Young and the Panthers go face Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. Falcons are a three and a half point favorite. Who do you like in that one? Ah, man. This is probably going to be one of the worst games on Sunday, in my opinion. But I'm probably going to go with the Falcons. They just have more key pieces on the offense and the defense. And I just saw the other day they listed uh, Cordell Patterson under that new Joker role. So I think with all that being said, it's going to be the Panthers over the Falcons. And I think they'll cover, uh, would you say, I think three-and-a-half-point favorites. Three-and-a-half, yeah. 
I, I'm going to agree with you there. I think that this, like you said, this may be the worst game of the weekend. With, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some eyeballs on it with the number one pick playing. But the Panthers, I think, are going to be the worst team. One of the worst teams in the NFL once again this season. I just think Bryce Young, he was decent at Alabama. I don't know how it's going to translate to the NFL. And I don't think the Packers, the Panthers have a very good roster around him at this point. But we'll see. No, when your number one wide receiver is Adam Thielen at however old age he is right now, yeah. you're going to have some problems. Yeah, five years ago, Adam Thielen, no, nice player, good. Mm, not so much now. No. So the next one o'clock game will be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns in an AFC North matchup. I previewed this game on the podcast earlier in the week with Tyler Johnson. For Bengals are a two and a half or a two point favorite over the Browns playing in Cleveland. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the Bengals. Two points is really surprising to me. I figured it would have been probably like five or six points. Uh, I think that's just going to be a blowout win for the Bengals. Not much to really say about that one. The Browns, they have a couple good people. You know, Chubb, Mari Cooper. uh, Yeah, wow, that's all I can really think of right now. But those two, besides for that, the Bengals got a lot of superstars on the offense and on the defensive side. Going to go the Bengals and definitely going to take the two-point favorite. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going Browns to win this game only because – (laughs) <laughs> only because Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Mixon, Boyd, none of those guys played in the preseason. And last year, they skipped the preseason. And the first game of the year, they played the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You, you might have heard of them. Yeah. And, and and they were the better team. The Bengals were the better team. But Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati in that first week, all because they weren't ready to play yet. And I think that that's – I'm afraid that's going to be – the same issue this season going into this first game. Man, I didn't realize none of them played in the preseason, but it's not going to change my answer. Going to stick to stick to my ground here. Going to go Bengals. I like your pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next game is a, a next one o'clock game. Will be the Jaguars going to Indianapolis to face Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Uh, with this one, I don't know about Anthony Richardson. Um, I wasn't key on him out of college. And without Jonathan Taylor you know, for the Colts, I'm going to go Jaguars. They're getting Calvin Ridley back. The connection between Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk was great last year. They got some rising stars on that defense. Give me the Jaguars on this one. Jags are a five-point favorite. I will take Jaguars and the points. Trevor Lawrence is a superstar on the rise. Him coming out of college, I thought that he was—he potentially could have been a bust after his first season. Mm-hmm. Last year, he stepped it up big time, and I think, like I said, he's on the rise. Anthony Richardson, I saw him play in, in Florida. I'm a Kentucky football fan. Kentucky played them the second game of the season last year, and that was after Anthony Richardson in Florida beat Utah, and they were ready to crown Anthony Richardson the Heisman Trophy. Oh, wow. And Kentucky shut him down pretty quickly that next week. I don't know if a lot of people in the NFL or these writers and stuff had already thought, you know, hey, season's over with. Anthony Richardson, one of the best quarterbacks after that Utah game and didn't watch any games the rest of the season. 
But I think that's why he got a top five pick was off of that game and that game alone because the rest of the season, he was not great. So I'm going to take Jags, too, in the points. Or, uh, yeah, in the uh, five points. Yeah, I'll take the five points on that one as two for the Jags. The next game will be the uh, Tom Brady-less Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Minnesota to face the Vikings with Minnesota a five-point favorite. Who do you like in that matchup? This one is very hard to tell. Um, You wouldn't think so on paper, but Vikings, you never know how they're going to be. They could come out and, you know, score four touchdowns in the first half and ride off at the sunset with victory. Or they could do what they did against the Colts last year, go down 28-0, I think it was, in the first half, and then make a comeback. Um, You know, the quarterback situation for the Bucs, Probably just going to go Vikings on this one. Uh, uh, Mike Evans not getting his contract. He might not be up for playing his best. You know, week one doesn't want to hurt himself or anything. Chris Godwin, you know, very good. Um, Rashad White in the backfield, good. But I just don't think it's enough to overcome the Vikings. Would you say it was a five-point spread on this one? Five-point spread, yes. I'm going to go the Vikings, but I'm going to take the under on the five points. Oh, okay. I agree with you. I'm going to take the Vikings, and I'm going to take the. I'm going to say Tampa Bay covers the five, and uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, superstar wide receiver for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, you know, he is a, you know, he's a good quarterback at those one o'clock games. Yeah. For some reason, every time they play one o'clock, they play their best. They beat the Bills. Was it last year before last? At the one o'clock game, and like you said, they they got down to the Colts, came back. But anything after one o'clock, you know, I won't take the Vikings. But right here, one o'clock, he's a he's a Hall of Fame quarterback at those at that time frame. It seems like. Yeah. So, I'll take the Vikings, but they won't cover because they never seem to cover, uh, even at one o'clock game. So, uh, yeah, we'll take the Vikings there. The next matchup, this one to me sounds like another. Snoozer, but you know, this is just me. It's the uh, Tennessee Titans traveling to New Orleans to face the Saints. Saints, a uh, three point favorite. Who you like in this matchup? Uh, man, this one, you know, I was preparing last night for this, and this is one of the games that I was like, man, yeah, it really could go either way. Um, Derek Carver, you don't know what he's going to be like in New but- Orleans, you don't know the connection he has with Olave, Thomas, Shahid or anybody else there. Um, but I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I think they cover the points. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, an all-star performance for either side of the ball. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with you on that. Derek Carr in the Saints, he's going to be excited. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, like you said, don't know what his chemistry is going to be like with Thomas and Olave. But uh, I think they'll cover that. I don't think the Titans are going to be a very good team this year. Uh, Ryan Tannehill will start, but uh, don't know how long for how long uh, with Will Levis and uh, Malik Willis behind him there. Um, but we'll see. But I'll take the Saints, too, and I'll take the points. I think they cover, especially at home. Yeah. The next 1 o'clock game is uh, – this one, this one doesn't sound very good either. Arizona Cardinals will travel to Washington D.C. to face the Commanders. With the Commanders, 
a seven-point favorite. Uh, the over/under for this game is thirty-eight. Oh man, <laughs> who, do you, who do you like in this matchup? <laughs> hey, you know it's bad when starting quarterback is going to be a guy that you just got like two weeks ago, and Josh Dobbs, former Steeler. Yeah. Um, it, you know, watching him play in Pittsburgh wasn't very good. Uh, I don't think he's gotten any better. Gonna take the Commanders on this one, and who? I think they cover. I'll take the seven points on that one. I I think the Cardinals have a possibility of being the worst team in football uh, this season with with or without Kyler Murray. <laughs> and um, I think the Commanders will win. I think they'll cover. Uh, they they I don't think that I'm gonna take the under in this one. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. Uh, it's not. It's not going to be the most viewed game of the week by far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will take the Commanders in this one. The uh, next game we have here is uh, the San Francisco 49ers travel to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the San Francisco Niners a two-point favorite. The over/under is 41 and a half. Oh, wow. Who do you like in this one? Well, this is, you know, I'm going to the game on Sunday. They're having a watch party outside the stadium. Uh, watching all the Steelers starters in preseason, seeing how much they've grown, getting Calvin Austin back. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one, uh, but I'm also going to take the under on the points scored just because of how good both defenses are. All right. Um I'm going to take the 49ers. I think that they have one of the best overall rosters in the NFL. They're traveling east, but it is the first week of the season, so it's not that big of a deal as it would be in like week six or something like that. So I think I think that the the 49ers will win. Um, I think I think it'll be a close game. I think Pittsburgh will hang in with them, especially being at home. But uh, I think the Niners win. I think they'll cover that two point. And it may be a three-point win. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It <laughs> hurts a little bit, but I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um, and then the last 1 o'clock game this Sunday, the Houston Texans and their top pick, C.J. Stroud, travels to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are a 10-point favorite. 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Who do you like in that one? Oh, wow. That's a giant spread. Um, yeah. You know, once again, you get into it with your rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, and not really knowing how he's going to fare. Baltimore has one of the best defenses in the league. I'm going to take uh, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, on this one. Oh, man. Do they cover the 10 points? I'm going to say they don't cover the 10 points, and I'm going to take the under on points scored on this one. I'm going to agree with you. I think the Ravens win. I don't think they cover. I don't think it's a high-scoring affair. And with the Texans, just, you know, you don't know how Stroud's going to fare coming, you know, his first year in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, And then traveling on the road in Baltimore against that defense in his first game, not really fair to a quarterback, you know, (laughs) young quarterback with not a good roster around him. Yeah, he does. And expect him to go do anything, you know. 
Go ahead. Uh, he definitely was not dealt a good hand with his team around him. No, and since we're on the since we're on the Ravens game here, we can agree the Ravens are definitely overrated, right? Oh, most definitely. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the hype around them. Do not, go ahead. Do not like Lamar Jackson at all. Don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Um, the the money that he's getting and everything on his contract, I think, is outrageous. Uh, there's, man, it, you know, I give it two or three more years, and he'll be, you know, a a, a C level quarterback, very average, and not be able to do some of the electrifying things that he's been able to do in the past. Yeah, I, I absolutely – I'm not a big Lamar fan either. He went to Louisville. I was a Kentucky football fan. Now he's in Baltimore. I'm a Bengals fan. Oh. And with him last year, I mean, he basically quit on the team for part of the season last year. Am I, am I imagining this or this happened, right? Yeah. With his injury, quote, injury, you know. There was no injury. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He, he didn't want to play. He was upset with the front office. He didn't want to play, and he quit on his team. So, I mean, really wouldn't want that guy as a leader. But, you know, somebody obviously thinks that they are poised for a Super Bowl run. I've seen them pick for people's Super Bowls, and I just wanted to make sure I'm not the only one that thinks they're a little overrated. <laughs> you know, I would say it's more than just a little overrated. <laughs> you look at that AFC North, and obviously, you know, Cleveland's going to finish in last. I think we can disagree on that. And, yeah. And then I think third place will be Baltimore. And then one and two, two will probably be Pittsburgh, and one will be Cincinnati. But, you know, I think, yeah. I think this is the season where the Ravens really start falling off. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens finish last in the division this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Um, then we go to the 425 games. We have the Green Bay Packers traveling to Chicago and facing the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Who do you like? Wow, one-and-a-half-point favorites for the Bears against the Packers. I can't name the last time they were that. Uh, <laughs> Def- definitely before Aaron Rodgers because, of course, he owns them for their whole life. He's owned them, as he said. <laughs> I saw a thing earlier today on Instagram, and I think it was the last 10 matches that these two teams have had against each other. The Packers have won 9 out of 10 of them, and the one that they lost, I believe Aaron Rodgers was hurt and did not play. (laughs) With Aaron Rodgers gone and Jordan Love, we don't really know what he's going to do. Personally, I think he's just going to be a bust. You know, I think he's going to be one of those, oh, you know, we'll have an average season with him, maybe just a little bit below average, but there's not going to be a Super Bowl in his future or anything. Uh, so, with that being said, I'm going to take Chicago, and I'll take the points on that one. I think they cover. I'm going to agree with you there. I think the Bears will win and cover this. Uh, the Packers, it's an unknown with Jordan Love, at quarterback, uh, Christian Watson, their uh, second-year receiver. Uh, he is out for this game, and Romeo Dobbs is questionable. Cool. So, with all that being said, um, I think the Bears will win. I think they'll cover. I also think the Bears are getting a little bit too much hype for Justin Fields. He has not proven anything to be an NFL quarterback 
he's a great runner, but as far as being a quarterback, I haven't seen anything from him yet, but he's getting all the hype. Yeah. So we will find that. He's like the same with Lamar, you know, they run, they create all these electric plays, but when it comes to, you know, throwing the ball, you know, not so good. Granted, yeah. Fields doesn't have the best receivers around him either. Like Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, not really the best. But I think even if he had some very good wide receivers around him, he wouldn't be able to do much. And what happened to Chase Claypool? I remember when he was in Pittsburgh, he was a good wide receiver. Yeah, I don't know. And then we traded him away. And originally, everyone in Pittsburgh here, we were like, oh, why'd you do that? And then he goes and has, you know, terrible, what, six, seven, eight games in Chicago. And we were like, okay, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's why we traded him off. <laughs> oh, oh, the next four twenty-five game, the oh no no, I almost said the Oakland Raiders. They are now the Vegas Raiders. We'll travel to Denver to face the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton's first game as a Broncos coach. Denver three and a half point favorite over the Raiders. Who you like in this matchup? Uh, this was another game that when I was comparing the the rosters for each team, I was like, man, you know, it really looks like it should go the Broncos' way. But I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. They have Josh Jacobs. They have Devontae Adams. Jimmy Garoppolo is good. He has flash, you know, a flash in the pan every once in a while. They have a solid defense. I think this game will be really close, and I think it will be a high-scoring game. I'm going to take the Raiders. It will probably only be like a two- or three-point victory. I'm actually going to go with the Broncos in this one. I know they struggled last year, but uh, Sean Payton, I think, is going to come out, and they're going to come out firing the first game. Uh, I don't think they'll cover. I think it'll be that close with it being three and a half, but I'll take the Broncos in this one. The next matchup, the Super Bowl runners-up, Philadelphia Eagles, travel to New England to face the New England Patriots with the Philadelphia Eagles, a four-point favorite in that one. Who do you like in that matchup? This one, I'm surprised it's a little four points in this one. Um, you know, with the Eagles offense, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, a uh, plethora of running backs, Jalen Hurts, great defense. The Patriots, I mean, you know, just the last week, week and a half ago, they only had one quarterback on the roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't really know who wide receiver number one. Going to be Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Juju. You have no idea. So, with all that, good go with Philly. And I'm going to say, you know, they covered the four points. Probably, I'm thinking a 12 or 13 point win on this one. I'm going to agree with you. I think Philadelphia just comes out and just pours it on the Patriots. Uh, like you said, don't really know what the Patriots got with their wide receivers. They got a heck, you know, they got pretty good running back with Stevenson. But as far as that goes, the Eagles have one of the best rosters in the NFL from top to bottom, and I think that they're going to prove it again this season, you know, and they're going to start off strong against the New England Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, and you saying with Stevenson, I saw today he became questionable, so we don't even know if he's going to Oh, play. really? Oh, that means uh, it's Zeke time, I guess. Feed Zeke. Oh, jeez, Yeah. <laughs> If they're relying on Zeke to, to be fed in this game, I, I don't like their chances very well at all. No, that 12 or 13 <laughs> points might bump up to like 15, 16 points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one's an intriguing matchup. 
425 game. The Miami Dolphins travel out west to L.A. to face the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite in this one. Who do you like? This one, I think it's going to be one of the better games to watch. You know, just oh, yeah. Versus Tua. Uh, two great wide receivers on both sides of the ball. Williams, Allen, Hill, Waddle. They have some very good key defensive players, great running backs, great tight ends all around. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. I know sometimes they don't have their best games, and it really could allow the Dolphins to win. But I'm going to stick with uh, the Chargers on this one. If, I don't think they cover the points, though. I think it's going to be that close of a game that they're not going to cover. I'm going to roll with the Chargers, too, only because they're at home. On a neutral field, I probably would take Miami. But I'm like you. I, I think it's going to be like a one- or two-point game. Uh, but the over-under is 51. I would I would probably hit the over on that one because it's going to be offense like crazy. Yeah, I would probably take the over on that one, too. I could see this being like a 38-35 or, you know, 35-34 game, something like that, you know. Yeah, it would not surprise me one bit. Yeah, the, the over is getting hit on this one, I would believe. <laughs> you know, for those two uh, teams and having the firepower that they do on offense, I really hope that over gets hit because if not, wow. Yeah, it would be a shocker if it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the next game, the Los Angeles Rams go up north to Seattle to face the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is a five-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, this one, also very hard to pick. Um, but with Cooper Cup being out and wide receiver one for the Rams, most likely Van Jefferson, I would assume. Maybe Ben Skoranek, but uh, he, that's really pushing it. And, you know, Matthew Stafford, uh, they have good connections with each other. I just don't think it'll be enough to overtop Geno Smith and the Seahawks with Kenneth Walker. Hopefully he plays uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, great people on defense. I'm going to go with the Seahawks, but hmm, five points. I'm not going to take the points on that one. I don't think they cover. I'm with you there. I think the Seahawks win. I think they don't cover. Uh, if the Rams, like you said, if they had Cooper Cup playing, I would feel a little bit better about the Rams. I might even pick the Rams. But with Cooper Cup out and, I mean, like you said, Stafford's number one is going to be Van Jefferson. Don't like the odds there. And the Seahawks have all their key pieces. Like you said, hopefully Kenneth Walker plays. That'll be too much for the Rams on Sunday. Yeah, most definitely. Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys travel up to face the New York Giants with the Cowboys a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? Mm, Giants all the way. And I only say that because I really don't like Dak Prescott. Really don't like the Cowboys. And, you know, they're running back one, Tony Pollard. You don't know really how much they're going to give him a workload uh, or if he could even handle, you know, 20. 25 carries a game after splitting it for the past couple of years with Zeke. With that being said, you know, the Giants have Barkley back. They have Daniel Jones, who showed last year that, you know, maybe he is a pretty above average quarterback and could actually do some great stuff with this team. 
So I'm going to take the Giants on that one. And, uh, you know, I think they cover the points. Yeah, well, I'm going to uh, – I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys are, are the better team, even though they're traveling up to New York. The Giants had a good season last year. I just think that the Cowboys, it's Sunday night. It seems like anytime they play these games that they usually win. So I'm I'm just going off of that. I'll pick the Cowboys in that. But like you said, there are some question marks. How is Tony Pollard going to handle the running back one uh, touches? He, You know, he's a change of pace back the whole time Zeke was there. And how is he going to handle that being the number one running back? But I'll roll with the Cowboys on that one. All right. And then we finish off week number one on Monday, September 11th. Monday night football, Buffalo Bills travel to face the New York Jets with the Buffalo Bills, a two-and-a-half point favorite. Who do you like in this one? This one, uh, I think, can take the cake for a game of the week. Uh, The high-powered offense of the Bills. I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to return back to his MVP seasons and do superb with the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets on this one, and obviously with that, you know, the point spread get broken up by that. And, you know, Rodgers, if he can go back to his MVP seasons, which I think he will with his freshman start, you have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. I believe they have Nicole Hardman this year. You have Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall in the backfield. I think this is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Give me the Jets on this one. I'm going to roll with the Bills only because I think the Jets need a little bit of time to get it together. But I'm with you with Aaron Rodgers returning back to MVP form. I believe the more he gets jailed with this team, the better they will be as the season goes. Buffalo coming off of a disappointing playoff loss to uh, – uh, there was a certain team that beat him down at home last year. Trying to think who beat him. Oh, wait, wait a second. That was Joe Burrow and the boys. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> after coming off of that loss and, you know, thinking, you know, that they were going to go to the Super Bowl last year, they were heavy favorites. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen kind of had a tiff at the end of the season. I think they're going to get back on track. I think they're going to come out and they're going to win this first game of the year. But I see the Jets winning this division when it's all said and done. Yeah, but I need- to win this first game. Yeah, you know, I agree with what you said. The Jets probably going to finish for, uh, first in the division. I can see the Buffalo getting a wild card spot, uh, depending on how they go. But I, like I said, I think Rodgers goes back to his MVP. Maybe he'll throw for 47, 4,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, you know, seven or eight interceptions. But that's just my guess and my hope because I really like Aaron Rodgers. All right, well, that is week one right there, week one preview of the NFL. Um, you want to go ahead and give your Super Bowl pick for the season since we're, we're before the season here, so if you want to – who you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> Super Bowl? Wow. From the AFC, I'm going to go to the Jets. Yeah, like like I just got done saying, I think Aaron Rodgers goes back to his MVP caliber, and they really become a, a very good team. The NFC, I feel like it – man, that one could go to anybody. Uh, I would like to see it maybe the 49ers. Uh, maybe 
you know, an underdog here, the Seahawks. Um, man. Yeah, you know, I'm going to rock with it. The Jets and Seahawks. I know that's not a matchup anyone would expect for the Super Bowl, but I'm going to take Jets and Seahawks on that. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be the, uh, what do they call the sexy pick right there, but hey, it can happen. I mean, I can see the Jets getting there. Um, Seahawks, I mean, that NFC could be wide open. I mean, I think there's two really strong contenders, and then the rest, you know, could fall in and somebody could sneak in from that. You never know. Uh, my pick, uh, and I'm not I'm not just being a homer. I do think that they are one of the best teams. I think the Bengals are going to make the Super Bowl again this season. And I think that they're going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the last two Super Bowl losers are going to make it back to the Super Bowl and play for the Super Bowl. And, yeah, that's just – I, I could see that because I think that the Phil, Philadelphia has one of the best rosters, and 49ers are probably the other team in that on that side. But that's who I'm going to rock with: Bengals and the Eagles. Well, that definitely sounds like a better matchup than what my pick was, but I'm going to rock with them. Hey, you never know. We we could be both totally wrong on all of this. It's the NFL; you just never know. Yep, that is for sure. As, as long as the Chiefs aren't back in there or the Steve, oh wait, I said that out loud. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take shots like that. <laughs> well, in that case, well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gage, is there anything you'd like to plug here or anything at the end of this podcast? Yeah, you know, everyone just, if you wouldn't mind, go listening to my podcast after you finish this episode here, Tales of the Game. Had a few episodes out right now, a couple interviews, a story about Adam Vinatieri, and also just go follow me on Facebook, Tales of the Game, and on Instagram, same thing, Tales of the Game. All right, Gage, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast, talk a little NFL. It's good to preview the NFL, even if it is a rival fan, still good to talk football. Oh, yeah, football fan all the way, and I, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. You have a good one, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My thanks once again to Gage Bertovich for joining me to preview this week's upcoming schedule of the NFL. And we also reviewed last night's game between the Lions and the Chiefs. Go check him out. Tales of the Game podcast, wherever you can find podcasts. And we'll see you in the next one. Later. Yay!